1: On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview shark Sharkpreneurs, who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. I am super excited today for a very special guest. Today, we are being joined by Lisa Marie Platsky of UpsideThinking.com. She is an award winning certified professional coach. She is a three-time author. She has the most unique story in terms of how she got into being a coach than I have ever heard in over 300 (laughs) interviews. So I can't wait to get into it. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Seth. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be here.
1: We're super excited. All right. So let's go. Let's get to that super interesting, non-traditional story. Um, So tell us about your previous life
0: well i i used to be a federal law enforcement officer and i started on the piers in new york and loved what i did did not have the inkling that i was going to be an entrepreneur or step out of law enforcement so and yet here i am
1: (laughs) okay so federal law enforcement officer on the piers of new york city um so i gotta ask from a visual perspective and this may sound stereotypical I am going to assume that you do not with you're dealing with burly longshoremen and people, Uh, mafia and people uh smuggling stuff in. So I'm guessing you caught them by surprise because they were not expecting a beautiful blonde to throw handcuffs on them. Right. Well, you know, it's
0: funny because I had long blonde hair and I am not sure that I knew what I was getting into. (laughs) You know, when you watch. TV shows like Charlie's Angels growing up it's a very different visual you mean you weren't
1: in a, like a black leather Lucy Lou outfit I'm so disappointed I'm gonna ask yeah. for pictures
0: me too I was very disappointed as well and so I had some really long red white and blue fingernails that the first time I showed up at the gun range they were well, like
1: yeah those yeah. don't work firing guns <laughs>
0: You know, and I thought that the the guest sneakers that were cute and black would suffice for the the expected leather boots that were uniform. Given that I was supposed to wear, were so right. you know let's, it was a rocky
1: start. I bet, I bet. So let's go back a time just a little bit more. What made you want to be a federal law enforcement agent?
0: You know, I I I wish that I could say that it was a. Um, that, that there was this magical story, but truly I didn't know what I was gonna major in in college. And there was something about criminal justice. And like I said, I'd watched all these police shows that I thought, oh, this would be really interesting. But when I really look at it now and I look back, I am committed to mercy and justice and protection every part of my business and my life is with that and i grew up in a family where there was a lot of domestic violence and i called the police a lot as a kid and the police came in and saved the day and not only that but i think that's the reason why superhero stories and wonder woman and all of that were that that there are people out there who want to do good in the world and that goodness translates into helping other people that wouldn't normally get, um, you know, be able to take care of themselves in the way that they could. And so it's funny because I always say, oh, it was sort of just something I met, you know, that I just fell into. But it really, you know, when, in looking back, I believe that we're all built. Yeah, into- I think
1: there were some dots that were connected in right. your own personal right. law enforcement experience, wanting to save the day for somebody else. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I would agree. Yes. I would get the Wonder Woman outfit would certainly look great on you. Uh, The headband, all that stuff. All right. Uh, You might have the bracelets. Good deal. And
0: that's how I almost showed up at the Academy, which was not a good thing.
1: That's awesome. All right. So then let's talk a little bit about the transition from bad-ass gun-toting superhero (laughs) to coach
0: so so that's actually interesting because i um with that i i also is is uh had never planned on leaving you know it was once I was in I was like, this is it like I've come home, these are my people and uh, my husband who you know i met him on the job and he said you know i'm i'm you know we said that we were gonna you know, we're gonna go out for a date and I'm I'm thinking, I said to him, I'm really clear, I'm not interested in a long term relationship, I'm not interested in anything. You, you know, I'm I'm you know when it happens. You know, I'd like to, and we lived in different states, you know it's perfect. I get to see you every three weeks. I'm not, you know, I got a great life. I, you know, and, um, and when it came time to, when my husband proposed, I just thought I'd keep doing my thing. I just keep, you know, on my job and he, I'd live in Dallas, Texas, oh he was in California. We would just keep doing it. And friends of mine said, you know, people who, who, get married, usually live in the same household. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Amazing, right? And so that for me was when I said, well, what would I do? I mean, what I recognized at that moment is that the job and I had become so intertwined that who I was, was that law enforcement officer. And there was a lot of fear that crept in over, oh my gosh, like, now who am I going to be? And so after we got married, even I remember the first time I showed up at an event for my husband, it's some sort of cake cutting for something. And, um, and they were like, Oh, you know, you're Jim's wife. And I was like, don't they know Uh who I am? Like, you know, um, and, and I've learned to embrace that as the most beautiful title that I could, could, you know, could have. However, in that time in my life, it, it was not, it was like, you know, you know, I had my master's degree first. I had that promotion oh first. I, I you know so
1: How did you go from there to being a coach?
0: Um so so then I looked at what I was passionate about, what I loved, and I love leadership. I love influence. I love how people can choose to go in one particular avenue and some people stay in the same place for 30 years and some people manage to change the world. And so I opened up, I made the decision to open up a leadership training business and did training for, for quite a few years in a variety of corporations. And, and I would companies.
1: imagine the federal law enforcement credentials yeah. helped there.
0: Right. Absolutely. And then, um, and, and in the government, you know, I had, I had, you know, Post 9-11, I had developed leadership curriculum. So it wasn't that I didn't have credentials for this or you know a master's degree that I did a thesis in formal and informal mentoring. It was just simply that I never thought about leaving the government. And it was a natural transition because I was really an expert in human behavior from the work in law enforcement that I translated to organizations. And then with the coaching, it became that the economy started to change. And as you know, with marketing, it's like you're always marketing so you always need to be somewhat of a futurist, like what's going on in the future? What's gonna happen? How is this gonna affect what the marketplace looks like? And the marketplace shifted tremendously and organizations at the time were downsizing, training was in-house, there were a lot of big changes. So if I didn't evolve and change by going into coaching and being able to offer, offer my services one-on-one, those larger contracts weren't there. They just, they disappeared, they, they dried up so quickly. They're now back. But at the time, I mean, it literally was, let's have you come in for a year to let's have you come in for one, one hour training. So that would have ended my business.
1: All right. So then, um, you've written three books along the way. Tell us about each one of those.
0: Yeah, um, uh, so, Design Your Destiny Live was I uh, can Design Your Destiny Live was my event, but Design Your Destiny was my first book, and that just came out of having conversations with people and saying, "What is it that for you, you what What are you struggling with?" And and I, what I found was that there were three questions I'd ask people: "Who are you? What do you want? Why does it matter?" And people couldn't give me the answers. I mean, think about that. Like, who are you? And it was like this big struggle and almost. Uh, It was fascinating. So I I wrote a book about that. Uh, I wrote a book, Connection, The New Currency, because I believe that connection, uh, connection is the piece for me that when I was struggling in law enforcement, I recognized that if I, I was struggling so much to be seen that I had to do something and I went and attended a leadership training. And at that leadership training, the instructor, gave the results of an interpersonal behavioral skills assessment and shared with the class that I was a zero. Wow. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine that from you. It and, seems so not like you.
0: Oh, I was mortified. I wanted to disappear. Um, and at the same time, I knew there was some truth to it. And she further s- stood over me, She stood over, you know, top of me in, in the class and said, if Lisa invites you to do something and you show up, she doesn 't really want you to be there, and if you invite her to do something she 's secretly wishing that you she was someplace else and and not with you and um, and it was at that moment that I recognized that I' better figure out how to connect, how to position myself and my expertise, ultimately how to market myself uh, and and a, and a lot of other pieces because what I had learned was that I learned how to be another version of who I was when I put on my uniform uh, to keep myself safe. And so I might be smart and tough. I might be strong and right, but I'd be alone and dead. And wow. that was a really big awakening for me. And so I, um, I started to study, actually, believe it or not, like marketing. I started to study positioning. I started to study connection. And that's what because of the value of how that led me to being the fastest promoted officer in the agency, and it actually allowed me to have some lucrative contracts very early on in my business, it's ultimately the element that I eventually wanted to write about in The Connection, The New Currency book. So I did that, and and that was actually an anthology, but it was my way of being able to say, this is really a critical piece for you to understand. All right. So
1: that's, we got Designing Your Destiny, which you talked about. We got Connection, The New Currency, which you started to talk about. And then turn your new book, Turn Possibilities into Realities.
0: Yes. Turn Possibilities into Reality is really about courageous, vulnerable leadership. It's about how do you take something that's that's a possibility, something that may seem absolutely crazy to people and turn it into something that's actually real and tangible. One of the stories that is shared in there is a woman who actually was homeless and needed a place to shower. And that's what had her go on to community college because they would offer her showers. And she now has a master's degree, an MBA, a PhD in leadership, a a very successful consulting business, and has been the COO of a hospital. And so it's just like, it is the, you know, it is the, why is that? You know, I'm always fascinated by people who are willing to be in the space of courageous, vulnerable leadership.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've got something on the header of your website that I absolutely love. Want to accomplish more in two days than you have in the past six months? Find out how. Tell me more.
0: <laughs> Tell me more. Well, two, two days is, uh, I just actually came back from a retreat called uh, that, I, that I hosted called Influence Amplified. And it's all about the power of influence and how, you know, this it, is a great example us being here. I mean, Seth, you understand that The key to influence is giving it, not getting it. If you're someone who's an influence giver, it's this magical spirit of reciprocity and generosity that comes back. When you're somebody who only seeks it and only wants to receive it, it's like cutting off the the cycle and it's almost... um, you know, this, this scarcity where, where it's, it's like, you can, you can feed the wolf and there's never enough. If you, if you will.
1: I have heard something from our mutual friend at EBC who says the whole you give through is the hole you get through.
0: Exactly. That's exactly right. And so for me, it's, it's always about what is, what, what could that be? What, what, you know, what, what is the potential, for how you how you can generate more giving of influence than receiving of influence so in those two days we actually map out how you can actually do that step by step pulling out a calendar understanding that Having your calendar, having your non-negotiables, having the things that are most important and mapping them all out, and then laying over that, your organizational structure. Because if you, don't, if you don't lay out what it is that you really want, you can build something and it can be incredibly successful. I've seen people do things that are very profitable and not scalable. I've seen people who create things that are scalable, not, profi- not profitable, the reverse. I've seen people who have scaled things so great and forgot that they had a life. Um, and have lost everything, relationship with children, and gotten divorced, and sick, and a whole lot of other things. And I've seen people who've been incredibly successful at at having it all, if you will, you know, having it all um, on their terms. And so, ha- being able to do that is about understanding these seven pillars that I teach and go into, and being able to recognize that your plan and my plan aren't going to look the same. Neither is if we put in a room of a hundred thousand, a million people, and yet, for whatever reason, there's so many uh, um, processes out there on influence and on creating something that is sustainable or profitable that is a one size fits all. And we're we, we all have things that are a little different that we want.
1: Absolutely. Three books coaching and consulting. Uh, a live event, Design Your Destiny Live, mm-hmm. absolutely an amazing amount of resources and ways to help other people. Um, who is your ideal client?
0: Ideal client, I work with people who are uh, mission driven entrepreneurs and executives who really have something within them that's usually a burning desire. They've oftentimes experienced some sort of success in life, whether, you know, they've achieved, um, whether they've been a CEO of a a small company and then it was bought out and then they decided that they want to go off and do something else, or they recognize that because of some sort of tragedy in their life that they're called to something that's greater. And And really, they want to be able to design their destiny at this point. So there are oftentimes, um, and I can't, you know, what's interesting is I work with a lot of women and a handful of men. And it used to be the other way around, because people used to come to me and see the law enforcement part. And I have a very, like, direct left.
1: No nonsense.
0: No nonsense. Exactly. And yet with women, there's oftentimes this I've done all these things for other people and now I know that there's this bigger calling for me. And so I always say they're movement makers to some degree. Um, uh, one of my clients is somebody who brought the first TEDx into a prison behind bars, you know, behind bars. That's just
1: awesome.
0: Um, somebody who created a conference for women in law enforcement specifically to talk about the culture and how it can be shifted and changed. Um, that's, those are big conversations to have, to be a disruptor. And um, a woman who's looking at an outdoor education, she she did an outdoor education campaign years ago that was very successful. In fact, it's still ongoing. You still see it on the outdoor uh, uh, channel uh, and, and network. And it's something where for herself, she's looking at how do I move into a new generation where technology in handheld is so prevalent and actually teach them to get out literally yeah. to get out so so these are these are people who have these big missions in them and those are ideal clients because i i love that i just i love that and sometimes it's it's that you know don't burn yourself out by thinking you have to do it all at once or in every every avenue
1: that is awesome. All right. Well, for our folks listening and watching who are resonating with what you're saying, want to, want to get their hands on any of the books, turn possibilities into realities, The Connection, The New Currency, or Designing Your Destiny, who are interested in your Design Destiny live event or coaching or speaking, is the best place to send them to UpsideThinking.com?
0: UpsideThinking.com, yeah. And if they put in their, their name and their email address there, they, I actually send them something and some free training webinars that actually have information on influence, have information on connection, uh, all free resources. I believe so much in in, 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 gifting, in gifting knowledge. And then there's also the information about Design Your Destiny Live and how you can be in the room, because that's coming up.
1: Awesome. Well, we will send everybody to UpsideThinking.com. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Seth. This show has been
1: produced by Market Domination, LLC.